It's Fantasy Fiction Friday! And this isn't just any Friday. It's the eve of Christmas Eve and the Friday before Christmas. If you're looking for a last-minute gift of entertaining adventure for the avid reader in your life, I recommend the Dragonstalker Bloodline Saga by author D.K. Drake. That's right, me. You can easily gift the ebooks to any Kindle via Amazon, and you can be sure the books will be delivered in time for Christmas. While you're shopping, you can enjoy listening to Chapter 23 of The Dragon Collector. In this chapter, Javen gets to test out some different weapons in an effort to find out which one will work best for him on his quest to collect dragons. When I was trying to figure out what weapon would be best suited for Javen, I thought about letting him be great with a bow and arrow or a backsword. I even thought about letting the Joel Blast be his weapon of choice, since that is a weapon I totally made up for the story. But none of those weapons felt like the right choice for Javen. He needed something unusual, something no one else would think of using, something that would play to his strengths and allow him to find a way to win the dragon-collecting game because he was playing to his strengths. You'll have to wait until next week's episode to find out what that weapon is. For now, enjoy his journey through the weapons that don't play to his strengths. It's Fantasy Fiction Friday! That means it's time for an escape break with author DK Drake. This is the part of the show where your host, author DK Drake, reads you a snippet of one of her stories. So if you're intrigued by a world where dragons exist and people live for hundreds of years, stay tuned for a show designed for sheer entertainment purposes. Still here? Fantastic. Prepare for adventure, for you are now entering the land of Xandador. Chapter 23, Target Practice Up, up, up! Ravier flooded Javen's room with light and stripped him of his covers. Enough sleep. We're wasting training time. Javen squinted against the bright lights, curled into a little ball, and checked his watch, only to be reminded that he no longer owned a watch. Since he had yet to figure out how to read the triangle clock made of the four stalker scales that apparently told time based on the color of the scales, he moaned and sat up. What time is it? Dawnstalker feeding time. So that means it's what, six o'clock? Why couldn't you just say six? You need to start thinking of time in terms of stalker feeding times. It's something you must constantly be aware of, especially when you have your own collection. Now get up, get dressed, and meet me in the training room. Ravier disappeared, and Javen collapsed back on the bed. He covered his eyes with his arm and wondered how he was going to survive the day. Long after Hamilton and Astor left last night, Ravier had made Javen jump off that stupid perch dozens of times. He grazed a few octis, but not once did he land on anything except the hard dirt floor. His body felt like one giant bruise, and he was afraid he might cry if he had to try to ride another octi today. But his mother's life was depending on him. Replaying the sight of Micah carrying her away brought Javen to his feet. He was the reason she got caught. He thus had to do whatever it took to rescue her. He just hoped he didn't end up with a body full of broken bones. That would make saving her rather challenging. The sun was beginning to rise as Javen made his way across the yard, through the octibarn, and down into the training room. The life-sized human and animal targets that were spread all over the place last night were now grouped together and shoved to the far left corner. That left a clear line of sight to the circular paper targets Ravier was attaching to the wall opposite the wall of weapons in a nice, neat, chest-high row. The man already looked irritable and grumpy. Where's Hamilton? Javen asked. He had taken more of a liking to Hannah's grandfather than his own and was expecting the good-natured man to be around to help lighten Ravier's constantly dark mood. He'll be here later, 
Ravier finished hanging his last target and met Javen at the Wall of Weapons. Our first order of business is matching you with the right weapon. Every collector has one go-to weapon, and we have to find yours. Sweet. Javen's eyes lit up and his soreness faded away as he reached for the bow and quiver of arrows. I want to try this first. Ravier nodded. A classic choice. Many collectors have been excellent archers, your father included. Javen strapped the quiver across his back so that he could easily reach the feathered end of the arrows with his right hand. Then he inspected the long wooden bow that extended from his head to his thighs. My dad shot this bow? Yes, he shot with such speed, ease, and precision that you didn't even realize he had taken the shot until the arrow was lodged in his target. The pride in Ravier's voice fell away when he addressed Javen. Load the bow and shoot. Hit the target on the back wall. Which one? It doesn't matter. Just pick one. No problem. Javen had learned how to shoot arrows at summer camp a few years ago. This bow was bigger than the one he had used back then, but mastering this weapon should be easy. Javen loaded the first arrow and attempted to pull the string back. It wouldn't budge. Um, he said, I think this bow is broken. It's not broken. Pull harder. Javen bit his bottom lip and tried again. Nothing. On the third try, the string gave a little only to immediately return to its taut position. The arrow tumbled pitifully to the floor. Ravier picked it up. This isn't your weapon. Put it back. Let's try the spear. Give me one more chance. Javen took the arrow from Ravier, loaded the bow, and pulled the string back as far as he could. That turned out only to be a few inches. His hands and arms started shaking. He could no longer pull or hold his current position, so he released the string and fired the arrow. The arrow flew all of two feet. The sword, Ravier said, taking the bow and arrows from Javen and handing him a long, hefty sword. The tip of the handle to the tip of the sword spanned the distance from Javen's shoulders to his toes. This is my preferred weapon. You were admiring it the other day. Now let's see if you're any good at using it. Javen nearly lost his balance as he used both hands to pick up the sword. Well, attempt to pick it up anyway. He could barely bring the tip higher than his knees, much less raise it high enough to fight with it. This thing is heavy. You're right. I should have known. You're too frail and don't have the strength for such a weapon. Ravier traded the sword for a weapon that looks something like a crossbow. The jolt blast might be a good weapon for you. It's something even your grandmother can shoot. I remember. Javen cringed. He did not want to be on the receiving end of this weapon ever again. Javen inspected the black, warm, rifle-type handle with his right hand and propped the flat, inch-wide shaft on the top of his left hand. Two black triangular stalker scales were attached to one another above the handle. One pointed end faced Javen, while the other pointed end faced away from Javen and had a hook carved into its tip. A wide bow made of the same black material as the handle was fastened to the end of the shaft, and a golden string connected the tips of the bow. Javen pulled the string back, connected it to the hooked tip of the scale, and looked at Ravier. Don't I need arrows or something to load and shoot? No. That's the great thing about this weapon, because it's made entirely of midnight stalker scales taken from a stalker at the height of its feeding time. It generates its own ammunition. Lightning bolts. All you have to do is hook the string to the scale and pull the trigger. The string scraping the shaft focuses the energy and sends a bolt of lightning in whatever direction you aim. Nice. Javen inspected the weapon with a new sense of admiration. That is so much cooler than a sword or a bow and arrows. He lifted the jolt blast to shoulder height and aimed at a large target directly in front of him. It does have a little kick to it, Ravier warned. I can handle it. 
He narrowed his eyes, focusing only on the center of the target. After three deep breaths, he pulled the trigger. The blast lifted him off his feet and sent him sailing ten feet backwards. His body collided with the wall while his head knocked into a sleek steel box hanging high on the wall. Both Javen and the box plummeted to the floor. The long, thin box opened on impact, but the unconscious Javen didn't notice. If you enjoyed today's Escape Break episode but don't want to wait to find out what happens next, click on over to authordkdrake.com. There you can become a DK Drake Insider, secure your free starter library, and access all the books from the Dragonstalker Bloodline saga that are available for sale on Amazon. In the meantime, I dare you not to dream of dragons tonight. That would make saving her rather challenging.